Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This week in league, Andrew Fafid is being hunted by the Dragons after he demonstrates an unprecedented ability to choke. Queensland Isolation NRL 2021 breaks a record. For the first time, players have had more concussions in a season than their wives. Parramatta Eels cling on to their grand final dreams as the top four sides lift off like a C-130 in Kabul. And we look ahead to all the action for round 23 of the 2021 NRL season. All that more this week in league. Welcome to episode 426 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. How you going, fellas? Fucking great, mate. Thanks for asking. You sound, you sound angry, Glenny. No, no, I don't. I sound chipper, which is more than I can say for you, pair. It just, isn't it funny when the, when the camera starts rolling, when the, when, the, when the tape starts rolling, you're the one that sounds like you're <laughs> off. Yeah, because I've spent, I've spent six minutes talking to you cunts. See, <laughs> and you guys thing. have pepped up. <laughs> exactly. See, you're, you're a good influence. <laughs> yeah, Mage, aren't I? The universe loves balance. You are positivity leeches is what you guys are. <laughs> well, I was going to give you credit for being great at fucking receiving offloads. But... Yeah. I, I prefer happiness, vampire, but, you know, you do you. Call it what you will. <laughs> no, I had, uh, I had to go and fucking throw down, you know, change the relationship dynamic with my mother. Oof. So, yes, my sainted mother comes up to, to babysit on Wednesday mm-hmm. when we do the show. Uh, and is unfortunately deaf as fuck and has gone and gotten herself some hearing aids. Right. Which is great. So it's right? taken some of your advantage away because you used to talk a lot of shit when she was in, <laughs> sitting next to you that you couldn't hear. No, it was never that bad. Um, but through the wonders of modern technology, you know, hearing aids are no longer a massive surgical endeavor. They're relatively affordable, but you've got to charge them every night like your iPhone. So she's just charged them, put them on the bench, and so now can't hear shit again. And she's in with the young fella, finished the bedtime story, and they've got fucking YouTube on at volume level one million. (laughs) (laughs) And she's screaming at him because she can't hear anything about what they're watching. (laughs) So... I had to go go in and say, turn your fucking phone off. (laughs) The circle oh. is complete. How good. Now you're the adult. <clears throat> and what's the reason for your scowl? Gillis, you fucking cranky cunt. Oh, fucking, where, <laughs> where, where do you want me to start? Like, literally, as I said to you before the show, literally, outside of you two and the Manly Seagulls, fucking pick one. <laughs> it could be anything. <laughs> We oh. oh, 
fortune. Yeah, <laughs> Happy to say my oldest son put a smile on your face at my expense, as usual. Yeah, um, it's true. Off it's mic, true. as he was bringing my herbal tea. Yeah. Now I'm thinking. Yeah. While we're speaking about uh, people who need to be fucking punching the throat. Hey, he was on your side. Yeah, no, sorry. Kid? No, that was, that was a bad segue. I should, I should have said it before you shifted it off yourself. <laughs> and I was actually calling back to, to you know, all of the, all of the uh, aggravations in my life at the moment. But um, poor old Andrew Fafita, after the game at uh, Ready on Sunday, was uh, left in an induced coma with a fractured larynx. <laughs> and uh, he's since undergone surgeries, uh, expected to make a full recovery. But... How fucking hardcore! He's uh, in the ICU in the short term. Then he'll recover. He finishes recovery in hospital, and um, I think at this stage the um, match review committee have judged that there was no foul play. They thought it may have been an illegal act by a nice player, but they couldn't see. It. And, and I remember when you remember the game when when it happened, how he sort of stayed down just before mm. half time. Yeah. And even the commentators was Brandy on who was who was commentating, and and he just and he was even saying making you know jokes like, oh, he's just you know. He's fucking laying he down the rest of you know, he's gas sort of thing. Right. Yeah, needs and and then in hindsight, you just like what the fuck? I mean, I saw I saw Sharks fans on Twitter at the time as well, going, "Oh fuck, the you know, this is fat cunt like he's just robbed us of all the momentum on that last yeah. you know that last set before the before the halftime break." And um, <clears throat> so yeah, so uh, after halftime, he was uh, he, he left the field. Um, and was sitting on the bench, and then after full time, he had started having difficulty breathing, and uh, to the point where he became quite distressed inside the dressing dressing sheds with the rest of the players and the staff. So they took him uh, by uh, paramedics out of the sheds onto the playing field, and they laid him down to treat him. And apparently, he it was said that his screams reverberated around the venue, and could be heard by teammates inside the sheds. Um, the stadium staff had to shut the doors to stop people going outside to check on the situation. And they treated him for 45 minutes there at the stadium, and his airway was reportedly closing. So they made the decision to rush him to the hospital, Oof. and uh, where he received the emergency treatment. I can't fucking, fucking believe I wasn't there. That is a a, a fucking insane on-field injury, though, right? You know what? But Crazy. as far away as I was, that's my my bucket list. Has has the line item? to give someone the big pen tracheotomy. And that's as fucking close as I've been. It's true. It's Jesus true. Christ. You could, have, you could have done it. You could have done it if you were there, if you enjoyed it. Enjoying it, join a fucking schnitty on the on the deck there at the <laughs> <laughs> Dolphins Lees Club. Wipe the gravy off my knife and make the incision. Yeah. Um, Grab the straw from your fucking shandy and... <laughs> <laughs> Fucking look uh, out, everyone! MacGyver's here. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 great to hear that he's going to make a full recovery because that is like one of just the most random, surprising, and yeah. weird. Like, have you ever ha- copped a knock like in the throat, yeah. like whether jujitsu or whatever? I copped a fend no, never. when I was at school. I copped a fend in the throat, mm. and oh fuck me, I thought I was going to die. Yeah, <laughs> like. Yeah. Holy shit! It scared the hell yeah. out of me, and let alone having a French uh, fractured larynx. Yeah, this this is the thing. I was chatting with somebody in medicine the other day, and uh, uh, this came up. 
and they were saying that it's it mate. Your, one- your drug deal is not somebody in medicine, okay? That would be someone in pharmaceuticals. Yeah. Oh, sorry. My bad. <laughs> Different person. <laughs> Although there are people out there that just say, I need my medicine. I just need to get me my medicine. <laughs> um, but but can be one of those injuries where where it, again, yeah, it might have happened on the field, and obviously it's been damaged. Mm. But think about how many times you move and rotate your neck, especially yep. in a game of football. Mm. Yeah, or well, you mean looking side, you know, left you and know, right. That's it. You, you're constantly checking. You know, am I on side? Am I this and that? You know, you're in the sheds after you swivel to to see everybody. Um, you know, imagine doing that with a with an arm that was broken or, or something, or just moving mm. the general body part with it on it. And that's when it can actually compound the injury and and make it really, really bad and life threatening. Like if you break your arm, you know you've broken your arm. Or if you fracture it, yep. There's something there, and it doesn't sort of work, doesn't work properly anymore. Although, although having said that, my, my daughter is in a cast at the moment, um, and she was uh, mucking around in the kitchen when she was cleaning up or whatever, and she just sort of you know just uh, fell over, and she was uh, saying her, you know, maybe she hit her arm on like the you know on the granite bench top or something yeah. on the way down, and she was sort of saying like oh you know yeah, sore or whatever. So I had a look, and I was just sort of gently sort of just you know. Yeah, touching it at points up and down like her forearm and she was just like she couldn't identify anything and so we're like oh you're just probably just giving it a bang so we'll just um you know we'll see how you pull up in the morning mm. and it was still sore in the morning she still couldn't identify anything i thought fuck you know look i don't want to be like the, you know the bad parent though so just in case i'm going to take it down again. <laughs> yep. you don't want to be the parent that finds out four days later that your kids fractured yeah. their arm <laughs> yeah exactly so so she had the x-rays and like you, you couldn't see it on you couldn't see it on the x-ray but the doctor the doctor couldn't she's just like two little cracks and um so it wasn't it wasn't you know properly you know broken but yeah still in a cast for four weeks at yeah, least wow. So just just past their wrist. So um, yeah, that was interesting. It's fucking cut a cut a guitar career down for a month. I'll tell you what, she's not happy about. Fafita's lucky he doesn't play for the Dragons, though. That'd be the only. It'd be impossible to medically retire him after that. Well, that's true. Yeah. I mean, uniquely suited. They'd yeah, induct him. Con- they'd con- induct con- him to the Hall of Fame. For the Dragons. <laughs> yeah, instantly. Instantly. <laughs> be a toss-up between him and Dennis Ferguson. <laughs> now, um, speaking of the Dragons, what an excellent opportunity for a segue you've provided me. Anthony Griffin. Uh, well, there were reports today that Anthony Griffin, the coach of the Dragons, of course, uh, he was set to, to install Jack DeBellin as the captain for their upcoming clash against the Roosters. He was considered for the captaincy just six weeks after misleading the club and the NRL over his involvement in Paul Vaughan's infamous barbecue. And uh, <clears throat> obviously public opinion was <sighs> suitably outraged. <laughs> and, uh, and Tarek Sims, I believe, is, is uh, going to be the guy getting the nod now. But um, after the fucking barbecue thing and then the two years or nearly three years out of the game, uh, with the no fault stand down because of you know the the other shit. What, what on the earth fuck could was he you? thinking? What could what on earth could, would compel you to even have him in the conversation? It just shows what a fucking bubble footy is. You know, as a, you know, it, where, where it sits in relation to the outside world of you know people with common sense or who people who. Yeah. Who consider more than just the fact that oh this guy's fucking funny and the. 
you know, sheds, the players like him in the sheds. Much like oh, much like the, the two incidents you mentioned, <clears throat> there's, a, there's an element of someone involved or several parties involved thinking that rules don't apply, <laughs> whether that's actual law or laws of morality. Uh, you know, the fact that he was even shortlisted, so to speak, for yeah. the job is... Yeah. Yeah. Is fucking... It blows my mind. And look, just as I want to do, I shall light a candle instead of curse the fuckwits. <laughs> but it does also mean that somebody within the club... Because I, I doubt that story's gotten out by, some, it, yeah. by somebody who was enamoured with JDB and all for Hook's decision to give him the yeah. C. Mm-hmm. You know? To me, it reeks of a situation where the decision has been made, the decision can't be overturned, so a person who's on the losing side of the argument, yet the morally correct side of the argument, mm. does a bit of a leaky leak. Yeah. yeah. And to, to you know to, to get the, the steam up so the yeah, right thing that's you know, happened in the end. Yeah, exactly. And what happens, you know, the last time JDB wasn't given the C, things didn't end up well. Well, yeah. So who well, knows yeah. what the fucking next atrocity <laughs> committed is. <laughs> So you're, so you're you're telling me that that, that he made. I just got to expand this so I can see Jay's weekend. face because I want him to. I just want him to look at me with those proud little eyes. <laughs> yes, that's it. Oh, oh no! I've accidentally made myself vice captain too. It's accidental vice captain. Accidental. <laughs> um, and you know, it, it happened with Brisbane when when they were going to make Lodge captain. Yeah. And yeah. and I. I think that one was just a case of the club spoke about that. I don't think that was that was an argument leakage, and then they were surprised and shocked. And went, oh, oh fuck! People still don't like him. Oh, okay, no worries. Show um, that. But if you're a Dragons fan, at least you know that somewhere within your club, and hopefully just for simple reasons about behaviour, and the guy who, you know, lied to police about where he was during the barbecue. And was only done in because his girlfriend told the truth when they rang her and said, your car's at this address. And she's like, nah, nah, nah. Jack's gone to a barbecue at Vaughn's house. <laughs> so, um, Does it speak to a, like, it has to speak to a, a lack of legitimate leadership if if you're getting nah, to it, that far it, into the bottom of the barrel. Honestly, both, be, both being on the outside, it doesn't. And I, I wish I could say it did. Um, and, and I've seen the same in large corporates. It is so fucking easy for an echo chamber to develop. Mm. You know, Think about social media, right? And the algorithms in social media are designed to do this. They're designed to put you in touch with people who agree with you on, on polarizing yeah. issues. And then slowly but surely, you find people that agree with you on this issue, but they're not on this one, so you cull them. And so the people that are left agree with, you know, 50% and then 60% and then 70 and 80% of what you what you agree with. And businesses are exactly the same. And especially businesses of favoritism like football, it is so fucking easy for, you know, if a, if a coach notices an improvement in training effort when a certain player is around for whatever reason... Like you see the the Instagram posts when JDB came back, it was Lomax and Dufty mm. and those guys were, you know, throwing out the yeah. welcome mat. 
it is so fucking simple for an echo chamber to develop and you just start to assume that the outside world or the entire world is nothing but an extrapolation of the opinions of your immediate surrounds. Mm. So it's And then anything that isn't that and you've seen it plenty of times with football and they use it to, to galvanize the, the squad at times depending on you know the media or, or whatever the case might be but if something negative or that goes against that echo chamber starts to filter in then that's like well they're coming to get us you know we've got to galvanize we've got to stay strong we've got to stick together and that's how it yeah. only accentuates the echo chamber that's it. it it's it's easy to go from an echo chamber to an us and them mentality <clears throat> yeah, exactly yeah. yeah and the thing is footy and footy is is like a, a simplified version of business too. I mean, yeah. it, it's it, it's it's as simple as he's probably one of, if not the most senior player at the club in terms of you know tenure, years, etc. Yeah, experience. Yep. And so they just go, oh well, you know, does he tick the boxes with the you know do, do the do the boys get around him? Yes. Yeah, that's it. Obvious choice for captain. You know, and they don't even fucking think. Yeah. And, as and, we had the, as the, as the other week when they put a picture of him up there on the on the website for the women in league, league, league round, like yeah, know, run yeah. form on the board for the dragons, you know exactly. Uh, not a happy story this one, but uh, at least it's a, you know not a sour taste in the mouth story. But James Maloney has uh, announced that at the end of the season over there in the Super League that he will be retiring. And after more than 300 matches for the Storm, the Warriors, Roosters, Sharks, Panthers, and now the Cattle and Dragons, mm. as well as 14 Origins for New South Wales and four Tests for Australia, and of course those 14 Origins encompassed back-to-back series wins as well. Um, he said, uh, the time's come to hang up the boots from professional footy. It's been one hell of a ride, and I've loved every minute of it. Thanks to everyone who's played a part in my career along the way, most importantly, my beautiful wife, Jess Maloney, who's been there from the start. Now to finish on a great note, had a lot of fun. I'm very fortunate to have a long uh, to have a long career that has given me and my family so many opportunities. Um, at the moment, he's got Catalan on top of the table over there, and he's uh, the leading point scorer for the competition. So, I guess he's uh, he's got a good chance to go out a winner. It's it's a story of his career, really. He's um he's he's probably. Not a guy that was blessed with freakish talent as far as, you know, some of the other guys that have come and gone before him. But everywhere he's been, he's, um, he's had success. He's played for his country, played Origin, as you say. And, um, yeah, nothing in the game he hasn't done. And he's gone to England and, and made a success of himself over there as well. So retire and be able to look look back on a... yeah. A wonderful career. Um, absolute fucking shit choice in friends in his personal life. As, as uh, you know, list, long-time listeners and contributors of this show can attest to. But <laughs> oh yes, yes, a, a couple of things. You know, one one of the the comments that was repeated over and over and over in various degrees about him, and Gus summed it up so beautifully. And so the best thing about him in a game is he's got a goldfish memory, mm. which mean which means he was he was the exact opposite. He was the bizarro, fucking um, fuck. I've even forgotten his name. Uh, Jamie Soward. 
Yeah, you know, he was the the entire opposite of Jamie Soward. Whereas Maloney could could throw the wrong pass twenty times, or you know, throw five forward passes and kick it out on the full and miss ten tackles, but he'd still want the ball in his hands every play, mm. every play, whatever happened, everything that had already happened in the game meant nothing to him, which is a really really rare asset, um, and probably one of the last of the larrikin achievers you know i'd i'd say the most similar to him at the moment would be cam munster yeah and the yeah. cheese yeah you know no, well, not even the cheese cuz maloney's done that thing where he has gone to clubs and dragged them into relevance yeah you know the vast majority of nathan cleary's game management he's learned from james maloney because he played next to him for so long, was in his shadow yeah. for so long. And there were that many times where young Nathan didn't have the experience in games yep. that Maloney just went, well, fuck you then. I'll just do everything. Watch. Yep. Yeah. Um, absolute gentleman in terms of fans. Was very often at Panthers games, the last one around on the field. You know, he, he was the guy who, when everyone else was walking back into the sheds, would, would look around... And make sure there was no one else in Suncorp. And if yeah, there was right. somebody standing at a fence on the other corner, he'd jog over. Yep. You know, so um, fantastic career. Congratulations. Now, the last thing, uh, the thing about this is that I don't think it's a story yet because it's really just come from Brent Reed from the Australian uh, on, on Triple M, where he speculated that Brad Fittler could be on the way to coach Parramatta. Oof. Uh, given given the given his development work he's he does with uh you know he has with some of these you know eels players like your Moses and so on and uh and also obviously the pressure on Brad Arthur after the the eels absolutely imploding this season and uh not only having four four straight losses but also getting absolutely fucking smashed by manly up the sunny coast on Saturday night um look i i, I honestly I, I don't have no idea about this for anything i mean I don't really care. I don't care if he coaches Parramatta. I don't care if he's not the New South Wales coach either because, you know, he's a Kevin Walters-style coach, I think. He's not a he's not a thinker. He's a, he's a feeler in terms of the coaching. That's weird. Um, and and but, I think New South Wales are also at a point with the squad that they have at the moment that a fucking turtle could coach them. Yeah, like like the Queensland <laughs> dynasty team. Yeah. I mean, you know, they, these guys don't need... They just need to be pointed in the right direction yeah. and unleashed, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, like, the fact that the Eels are sixth now, guaranteed to play finals football, despite what's been going on with them over the last month, I if... Uh, Brad Parker... So Brad Arthur's performance over this last... Yeah, this, it's like coach getting sacked material. Yeah. Uh, yeah, given the side and and, and the performance, except the fact is they're still in the, the, the good part of the finals you know, teams, and yeah. they can't fall into the bad part of the finals teams. Well, they, uh, no, no, they can't. They just, no, they just no. can't. They can't. The Knights could catch them on, on, on the points on the table, but they'd never reverse that for and against. Um, so, yeah, that's the only thing saving him at the moment, I think. I mean, the the, the, the Brad Arthur experiment, it's not an experiment, his era is characterised by strong Parramatta sides through most of the regular season. And then capitulations in the finals. And yeah. Now it just feels like the capitulation starting earlier in the season mm. than 
you know, than, than it has been. Yeah. With regards to Freddie and, and, you know, I think he, you know, that the Eels have the vast majority of the pieces to be a genuine contender, which leads you to believe that most of their issues are mental. Um, yep. You know, outside of Marnie's injury and, and Moses' issue with his back. But, um, and Freddie is the type of guy that can get that extra out of the guys mentally, I feel, which is yeah, why he's. That's it. Because you remember that time, an remember that time Lebanon rang the, you know, won the World Cup. <laughs> you can only you can only fucking get get that squad so far. Who was their half? But Mitchell fucking Moses, exactly. Oh. My point. <laughs> Did you hear the thing about the um the the accommodation for the families? Apparently, that this is one of the one of the sore points with the eels. It could be partially, no, you know, like a factor. Uh, I guess in terms of team unity, we we've seen some teams just fucking love the bubble. Like uh, like the manly players you see like on, on Insta and everything they're fucking they're fucking having a blast up there. The eels apparently though have had rooms at the resort or the hotel been assigned to players sort of based on their status rather than the need. So for example, you might have a single player or a player who's got a girlfriend and he's he's sat in a you know in a room with a deluxe room with a veranda and everything. Well, there's another player who's got a wife and a couple of kids stuck in like a studio sort of, you know, small room, you know, you know what I mean? Like, um, so that's interesting. It is, it is. And I mean, so if that's the case, then that's a, yeah, it's mental, but it's also mm. the, you know, just poor management from the, the top down in the club. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and that's, and, and it doesn't surprise, the, the reason why I find it interesting is because it kind of matches up with, Things you see on the field, like Gutho calling people, you know, yeah, people fucking, you know, comes and do this, and and Mitchell Moses obviously, you know, got you know, gobs off at players as well, and just wonder like if they're being empowered by the way they're treated within the club. Well, maybe maybe Gutho's in a fucking twin single, <laughs> and Opechik is uh, he's got the veranda and the, you know, so <laughs> the maybe that's why he thinks he's dumb cunt. Look, I I don't think. I don't think any player is enough of a prima donna because just as we were saying before about, you know, it's it's easy to get these guys into an echo chamber with an us versus them mentality. I don't think any one player is enough of a prima donna to be, I demand a better room. I want this. I want that. You know, I'm Clint fucking Gutherson. As much as it would humor me if he was, I would suggest that if this story has any truth to it, it's 100% the agent's. Yeah, well, well, I, I think it, it might it might just be the it, like the, actually the club though, just the fuck yeah, up. No, club, it, you know, yeah, no, it may be as well. But if it's something where the club has been pressured into it, I'm saying it wouldn't have yeah. been the players. Yeah, it'd be, and it'd be some shit cunts agent who's up for contract renewal and who's trying to, you know, you better show him how important he is to you. You better, you know, da da da. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I wonder who that could be. Yeah, pretty poor form, hey. Yeah, it is. It is. Previews, first game up Thursday night, Seabus Super Stadium. Tell you what, the Gold Coast would be loving 
the fact that every single game they've had in the last <laughs> in the last two months of the season are home games. That's no true. Matter, you know, where they're otherwise assigned. It um, is a shame Coast that Titans. they will not win another game this year. Ooh, okay. Gold Coast Titans versus the Melbourne Storm. The Titans side, AJ Brimson, injured, fractured jaw. Mo Fodawaka, he's out. Uh, Jaden Campbell comes in at fullback. While uh, Tino moves the prop with McIntyre at lock. Fafita is in the second row and Firmer on the bench. Toby Sexton has uh, been removed to make way for the return of Jamal Fogarty in the halves. It's uh, Sammy on the reserves list in 18. Stormside, Brandon Smith, Dale Finucan, Jerome Hughes, and Justin Olimar out. While uh, George Jennings comes into the side and in replace of Eremia, uh, Harry Grant replaces Smith at hooker. Um, Finucan was replaced by Chris Lewis at lock. Uh, Marion Seve makes his first appearance of the, of the year in the centres. And uh, Nico Hines is half with Pappenhausen fullback. Tepai Maroa and Cooper Johns on the bench. So the Storm have allocated this is a rest day. Mm. Will it make a difference? No, I still think if you look at that squad, Munster's still there. Harry Grant um, to control the ruck and the, the ruck speed. And I like I like Jaden Campbell at fullback. I think with more more games, more minutes under his belt, he's got a bright future, but Storm will be way too strong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even with the return of Fogarty, who is a bit of a sort of spiritual leader there, he, he tends to lift the guys around him, but it won't be enough to get over the yeah. Melbourne. Also, no Hey Hey Bronkton. Um, <laughs> yeah. Who, for his, you know, being his first couple of games, has been absolutely sensational for the Titans and probably the yeah. only bright spark in their attack. But th- this storm, you can see them future planning. Like, you know, they, they know they're losing Nico Hines next year. Yep. And they're just like, ah, oh, you know what? Here is a perfect fucking opportunity for us to get some first grade experience into these kids. It's it's just rinse repeat on what they've been doing for years, and I don't know when other clubs start to take notice. And I suspect this will be the the game where uh, Pappenhausen starts to, you know, give us our first looks again of him, you know, being somewhat himself. I mm. fucking hope so. Hey, starting starting in the one, presumably he's going to get a full game. Pappy Hatrick. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do that five try in eleven minutes thing because one thing about the Titans doesn't matter how well they go offensively. Their attack, sorry, their defense is still, yeah, some of the worst. Like you know, take it across the full season, some of the worst across the in the entire league. It's as fragile as AJ Brimson's jaw. Yep, absolute fullback biscuit. Oh, Hate to go. see them. Okay, I thought you were going to say it's as fragile as that bearded guy's grip on the outside of the cargo <laughs> door. <laughs> Oh. And fucking Glenn just got possessed by the fucking ghost of Laurie Nichols. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> love it. So we assume that the Storm are going to be uh, winning by... We don't assume anything. We know that the yeah. Storm are going to crush them. Yeah, all right. I want out of this game is for some lazy shit cunt Titan to not stick his arm out and coat hanger Pappenhausen and, mm-hmm. set it, and set us back another six months. Mm. Yeah. I need that kid in a Blues jersey next year. Yeah. Now, uh, the Friday game, first game, Canberra Raiders versus the Mighty Manly Seagulls at Suncorp Stadium, and I shall be there. 
the Raiders side. Um, Nickel Klockstar returns, or Klockstar returns, named on the bench. Surely that would be a, a late swap, though, and Doug, any, I mean, you don't want to go into it with Rappin or a fullback, I don't think. Um, Croker drops out uh, due to HIA. Uh, Sebastian Chris named in the centres. Uh, Harry Ronora suspended, obviously, after his code angle last week. And Matt Frawley is brought onto the bench. Uh, Manly side. Uh, Kurt Lewis drops out uh, to allow the return of Toff Sipley from uh, suspension. Uh, Suley replaces Brad Parker. He'll be out with uh, HIA after getting fucking knocked out last week. Um, and Tommy Turbo named it fullback, despite the dueling media reports. So Bulldog tried to go fucking early on this one, on probably, what, Sunday night, I think it was, saying, oh, it's fucking, you know, he's got a fractured cheekbone. He'd be lucky if he plays again before finals. It's terrible. And then the next day, the club like, um... Had the scans. Yeah, he's a little bit sore, but there's no problem. Yep. And uh, we would love to give him a rest, but he wants to fucking play. So, yeah, whether that means that he's he's like, look, I just, yeah, Dally M's on the table here. Yeah, uh, I don't know, but um, I expect, like, I'm, I half expect him to be rested. We'll see what happens. Obviously, it's one of the earliest games in the round. How much did he, how many points could he have possibly got? Oh, I don't know. How many games has he played? Times that by three, <laughs> essentially. No, that's what I'm saying. It, like, just yeah, hypothetically, yeah. if he got three in all of the games he played, yeah. Fuck it. How many games? How many games has he played this season? He's played because he and he came back round five, six. He he came back. He came back for four round six. <clears throat> yeah, but then and he we're just trying to think of how many games. Origin. Yeah, missed missed a couple with uh, with Origin, <clears throat> and uh, there was definitely anyway. Someone else tell us. Yeah, and, someone and else tell us. Got time for this? Yeah, it's yep, not like there's a live ladder predictor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that, we we will fuck it. We will supply ample amounts of dead air for a live ladder predictor. You better believe that. Um, yeah, look, manly easy. I mean, the Raiders barely got him last time, and they didn't have Daly, Tommy. He's played thirteen games this year. Thirteen. Yeah, the math run. Yeah, so so let's assume that he has like. Well, okay. Let's say he doesn't get three every time, but let's let's assume he's probably got no, let's thirty-three say, let's say or something. He does. Let's say he does. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. All right, so what, so won 30... it, what won it last year? What did White get? Well, like, it was like 20-something, wasn't it? Okay. Wasn't it like high 20s? Okay. But Cody Walker would also be pulling a fuck ton. Yeah, But he then again, he, he maybe gets cannibalized a little bit from... Latrell. You know, Latrell and... Yeah, yeah. Don't know. It's interesting. Mm. Well, I mean, when, did, when, did that, when does that all... Uh, become uh, how far do we see it isn't it like public to a point who knows who knows it's fucking the russians and chinese have got it anyway so it's not a fucking legitimate (laughs) award (laughs) yeah jack white jack white won it last year with 26 yeah points yeah so two parts of that are fucked up yeah jack white the most fucked up thing is that clint gutherson was second on 25 ahead of nathan cleary jesus christ (laughs) And these are the yep. cunts you click on their articles, you dumb fucks. Yeah, it was the perfect. Uh, it was it was the the perfect example of uh, of your your point about them being first rather than right. Mm. With this whole thing about you know yeah about Tom fracturing his cheekbone and he was yeah. going to be out for you know be maybe back for the Cowboys game and that sort of thing. So yeah, I think you know, I think there's a good chance he'd be rested, but I know that he would have an eye on. Not the Dalian, but I think he'd yeah. have an eye on 
the fact that we have to win all three games, and then if we do, we'll most probably get top uh, top four spot because the you know, South will probably take a game off the Roosters uh, next week. So, um, look, I hope that's the case. And if that's the case, we're going uh, to give Canberra what we gave Parramatta. We didn't talk about this in the news, but it's just occurred to me. Like, And, and I'll get to it. Can you imagine if fucking journos had to have a ladder like the clubs do? Based on, like, correct yeah, reports that's and it. stuff, yeah. That's it. Like, just a for and against. Yeah, imagine that would be amazing. Imagine if they had to have a fucking for I've- and against. I don't know. It's not someone I followed, but I saw. Sure, I saw it retweeted like last year. I don't know if they're doing it this year. Someone on Twitter was doing that, and I can't for the life of me remember who it was. But they, and they, and they would sort of quote tweet the article from the reporter with a live tally update on what that reporter's yeah. record was for the year. Um, obviously, it's not sustainable to do it on Twitter because you very quickly find yourself blocked by the journalist in question. Yeah. Yeah, that's but, it. Uh, but wouldn't it be it'd be fucking great? Because the other thing I was going to say, did you hear the news report about um, Annesley came out and slammed coaches for talking about the referees? Mm. You yeah. know, saying saying you, you don't hear anything about the average of sixty missed tackles per game, or you don't hear this, you don't hear that. It's not really um, for his his place to be saying that sort of thing. Well, I'll tell you what. Do you, do you know what the players don't have? A fucking giant multi-million dollar technology system that can help them out if they fuck up. Yeah. They, they don't get to attempt a tackle, then stop the game, go to a bunker. Get, get a some, robot to do it yeah, for them. Get someone else to come in and go, oh, no, 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 overturn that missed tackle. Try it again. <laughs> fuck. Yep. Anyway, yep. sorry. But if that's Back the attitude comes from the top and the refereeing as well, though, I mean, that's, you know, is there any wonder why yeah. they're as fucked as they are? Oh, there we go. Ask first them. Yep. Yep, that's it. Uh, the uh, the manly bike, manly bike, plenty, obviously. Uh, Tommy or not? Um, the Panthers. Oh, and the interesting about this game is, with all the games coming up in the towards the end of the season, uh, I'm very interested in uh, Ruben Garrett continuing to accumulate points because as we stand now, going into this round, Ruben Garrett has scored as many points as the Bulldogs in their entirety all season. <laughs> it's a dead heat with three games to go. So with a game against the Bulldogs coming up next week, it's uh that that should be the, should be enough for for Rubes to pull away. <laughs> and um and the other the, the other thing with with Rubes being a a, a St George junior and uh, Jason Saab obviously coming from the Dragons as well. Between the two of them, I think they are only thirty eight points behind the total the Dragons have scored in total this year as well. So they may uh, uh, go back and hit them on the end of, by the end of the season. Second yeah, game, wow. Panthers take on the Rabbitohs. Match of the round. It is. By far. The uh, the Panthers side, uh, Appy returns, so Kenny goes back to the bench. Capewell's back, so that pushes Targo to the bench. Fisher-Harris and Pangai Jr. both named on the reserves. Possible inclusions coming up for those two. The uh, Rabbits, Alex Johnson returns on the wing very timely. So that puts Jackson Polo out of the side. Um, Dane Gagai and Campbell Graham return as a centre pairing. Uh, Tane Milne drops to the reserves, and uh, Braden Burns has been omitted. So, uh, good side both ways. Mm. Shaping up to just be a battle of the the left side attacks. Yeah. You know? yeah. How long is Fisher Harris out of the bubble for? He Well, he's uh, potentially back this week. I think he's he's named into twenty one, so yeah. he must be 
It must be. Yeah. Must, they, they wouldn't put him in there if he wasn't going to be eligible by okay. by no, Friday, right? That's sure. it. Yeah. So, because um, didn't didn't wasn't that one of the changes that a player couldn't be named even in the twenty one if it was impossible for them to play? Wasn't that one of the things they overhauled, or am I imagining that? I'm I'm not sure. Um, I don't know, but it makes per- it makes perfect sense. Because outside of him, and arguably Pangai Junior, would you say that's a full strength Penrith side? So you're saying, would I say it's a full strength Penrith side except for the players that's missing, which would not make it? No, I'm strength. saying other than that, just those two. Is there anyone else missing? Is my point? Toto. Toto. Oh, Toto, of course, yeah. Because yeah. you want to get you 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 know fuck off, Momorowski and, and or yeah. Crichton in there and yeah. bring him in and then Toto and Bizza, which so. is a, that's a deep cut to the Panthers fans out there because there's some fucking fool on Panthers Facebook who doesn't know they're the same person. <laughs> <laughs> Someone screen capped it and put it in the other day. So that's yeah, who, who else is Penrith missing? And he's like Toto and Bizza. And he's just fucking oblivious. Um, <laughs> and he's a big out, you know, especially yeah. against that South Sydney side yeah. where where there is so much um, – there's so much worth put on territory. Yeah. Yep. Bringing Reynolds kicks kicks back, you know, like yeah. he's, he's a massive – Exactly. Massive out, yeah. um, he, he's going to dictate where you, where you pick the ball up. And if you've got someone that can – can fuck his plans up by eight or nine metres every time. That's very valuable. But mm, yeah. this one is going to be a, a test of that resolve. And it's the first time in a long time that this squad's gone up against solid opposition um, Yeah, with with most of their guns. You know, they, they obviously played the Roosters a little while ago on the top four side, but, but Cleary was fresh back and... <laughs> There are a, a couple of other things, obviously, with the Roosters that, that didn't have them firing on all cylinders. I think that Penrith need to keep this close early. If the Rabbits get out to a lead, I think the beatings in Penrith's recent past have the potential to come back and haunt them. But if Penrith can rely on their defence, as they have been when they were leading the competition, then then over the 80 minutes... I reckon Cleary is up to the job of going into a game manager battle with Reynolds. 100%. And I think he's got the goods to bring it home. So I also need kick out and not do any fucking stupid kick out stuff Mm -hmm. and do something like get himself sent off. Mm -hmm. He He is due one of those games that he's renowned for, though. He hasn't had one of them for a little while. And oh, I don't think he has games like that. He definitely has patches like moments, that. Moments, yep, yeah. yep. But I think there's if there's a way to get it south, in my opinion, it's it's that ascendancy through the ruck. Yes. Because their whole game plan comes off that. Yes. So if enough. you can take that to them there. Yep. Um, and then, you know, the onus really comes around guys like <clears throat> Liam Martin on the edges as well. But if you can get at them there and, and – with Penrith's speed, so Appy is key, right? Getting getting those guys quick around App, the ruck, quick play the balls. Appy's key, Yo's key, people yeah. like Martin are key. Sure. Yo especially with his creativity as well as his feet and yeah. his quick play the ball. That's it. But 
but also I reckon Romy is going to be absolutely massive in this one. Mm-hmm. Because if they again, if they're going to win, they need that old or earlier in the year Penrith of eighty minutes of dominance of applying pressure. And you remember when everyone was saying, "Oh, Penrith takes so long to put on points. They take so many opportunities in the twenty to put on points." I give absolutely no fucks because that's a team that's playing a long-term strategy. They're like, mm. yep, we'll just fucking camp down here. Just build pressure. Yeah. Yeah, patient. That's it. They're not conceding points or, or being put under pressure themselves. Yeah. you know, and, and, that. and how many times do you see the team that's made 500 tackles compared to 400 mm. lose? Yeah. You know? Every time. But um, yeah, Penner at 13 plus, put your fucking house on them. And we'll see. I mean, all Cody Walker has to do is uh, whisper a few sweet nothings into Kickow's ear, <laughs> and 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 Kickow will swing on him. Because... <laughs> but then all all Romy will have to do is show Walker a picture of a State of Origin trophy, <laughs> and it'll fucking disappear again. <laughs> Here you go, Nate. Uh yeah, I'm going. Yeah, yeah, I am. I'm, uh, and I'm going on, and I'm. I mean, sorry. Who are you backing I'm, in this game? Yeah. Uh, f- look, I'm I'm leaning towards Souths, and the reason why is just because they are, are building. I feel like they're closer to the finish article right now, mm. whereas Penrith still haven't come back really from the 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 player drain that they've been through over the last couple of weeks, and like they took some steps last week, but this is a you know this is a whole different fucking. You know, playing the Dragons, you know, with Cleary sort of working his way back into into footy again after a, a fairly, you know, serious and, you know, yeah. a fairly, you know, critical injury in terms of, you know, like a, a rugby league player, especially him. Um, you know, yeah. this is this is the real, this this is the real level. These We've seen what Souths have done to, to everybody recently. They're the, you know, they're, they're, you know, other than the Storm, I mean, they're the benchmark currently as we sit like round 23. Mm-hmm. On current form, so it's a it's a it's a big test. And I just feel like the Rabbitohs are probably just a bit, I think they're just going better at the moment, and that just may, that may be the difference. And look, yeah, you know, Panthers are getting their guys back, so at the end of the day, you, you know, you, we've got to expect that they're going to find, you know, their top gear too over the next couple of weeks. It's just whether it comes as soon as this week. Yep. Yeah. Um. Saturday, the Tigers take on the Sharks at Brown Park. This one is a uh, like Rocky, is it? Yeah. Well, yep. Jeez, ticket prices. I saw on Twitter today. They're not fucking cheap. I've not been. Uh, I've I've never set foot in Rockhampton in my life. But from what I from what I understand, uh, Brown if you Park had, is, you'd want to step foot right out of the kind of a joint very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Brown Park, as far as I understand it, makes uh makes Leichhardt Oval look like the fucking Suncorp Stadium. <laughs> However, ticket prices as much as one hundred dollars. Wow! So they're certainly fleecing the fucking. It's if it's one thing, <clears throat> certainly being involved in the um, mining and heavy earth moving industry. It's one thing people in Rockhampton know how to do. It's charge. Yeah, yep, yeah. and get all that FIFO. Yeah, cash. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, the uh, the tiger side, Little and Michaeli are suspended. So Simkin comes into hooker. And James Tamau returns. James Tamau returns. Uh, the Sharky side. Uh, Tolman suspended. Fafida with the aforementioned uh, larynx injury. They both dropped out of the side. So Rudolph moves to prop. 
Williams to lock and Wilson returns on the bench. Moylan named in the reserves. Must win for the Tigers, obviously, to achieve their yeah, their destiny. I Will agree, they Nathan. do it, Glenn? I agree, Nathan. Look, it is, uh, it is a big match for the Tigers. They um, can exercise a few demons by winning a game there. They need to win or are expected to win. Um, well, I say expected to win. The Sharks are fifty-five favourites. <laughs> if you have a look at their squad, I don't know how. But um, the bookies clearly have an understanding of the last decade of West Tigers history and they probably watched a little bit of Tigers Town, Tiger Town. Um, I expect the Tigers to win this game. I expect them to be much better maybe, than they were last week. Maybe that's it. Maybe the sports bet algorithm has analysed Tiger Town. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just another variable, isn't it? I mean, these bookies will take everything into account. Yeah, exactly. It is funny, like you do when you. I mean, I look at it on paper, despite the seasons of the teams and how everything's going. And I look at it, well, yeah, of course the West Tigers are going to win this game. Mm. But last week, I thought the Knights would absolutely put the fucking cleaners through the Sharks. This shark, the same Sharks side, and, and they did not. And they, they no, the shark, the, the Sharks had a red hot crack at fucking winning it. Is that a comment though on the Sharks or the Knights? I feel, I feel like it's that the Sharks have just got a level of grit and determination that's certainly not like their patented style of you know five years ago. However. No. It's you know it's enough. Like I mean, when the night we saw that night's game, and they just put that try on in thirty seconds flat, and it looked slick, and they caught them so napping. Yeah. And I thought, well, this is f- yeah. And I thought, well, here we fucking go. This is the game I expected to be, and then it was never like that again for the entire duration. Um, I don't know. Obviously, you know, I, I don't consider Fafita to be a huge out because he's not really, you know, he's not the Andrew Fafita of old these days. Yeah. Um, I am concerned about James Roberts being named in number 17. I'm not sure carrying a winger on your bench. And it seems to be a bit of a, uh, a habit that Maguire is forming. He's had well, I mean, Seney there two weeks in a row, as well. Yeah. Not really. Look, I'm trying to cast my mind back. Was there an occasion... Where you guys got fucked over by you know an HIA or an injury or something to an outside back or to a reshuffle in an important game under Maguire, or did it happen to him at South? Is this some mm, demon maybe. that he's got from his past? Maybe. Where... maybe. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it is because it's it's not uncommon to carry a utility who yeah. can slot yeah. into maybe a centre position. James Roberts is you know he's a career centre, but he's he's played his best. Two best games for the Tigers on the wing, <laughs> or is he? Yeah, is he and, and you do at... have fullback. You have Moses Mbai at fullback who mm. who does have that utility value. If they need to shuffle things around, mm. but you know, or is he looking at what Des has done with with Walker? Mm. Yeah, fair so, point. Yeah, turn a center into a, into a, a creative. But the thing is that James James Roberts all all he's ever had is speed. Yeah, he's not been a creative fucking ball playing. Character. Well, neither is Dylan Walker, really. You can say it was creative, but Dylan Walker spent a lot of time at five eight, though. So, I mean, he, he had he he has the experience, and then he comes on and just basically plays like a an extra sort of five eight or like a ball playing yeah. sort of lock. Yeah. So, so I mean, he did. He has played seasons at five eight. So, I mean, whereas whereas Roberts has spent the majority of his time waiting to catch a pass 
and put it down and run fast yep. and get an intercept. No, no, it. yeah, no. I'm so, not. I'm not arguing for for the the um, the bench spot. And look, you know, maybe he's seen something in the tra- in training, but the only thing yeah, that makes maybe. me think it's not actually a, the, the the thing that makes me believe that this is not a James Roberts thing, and that it's more of a Madge weird selection thing is the fact he's carried Zach Sini for two yeah, weeks, the last two weeks. Yeah. So another winger or another you know outside back in the same seven. You yeah, hundred percent. So so I think so I think what's happened is over the last two weeks he's like, look, when it comes to putting the an outside back on the bench. I was fucking bang on on that. I don't think Zach's the guy. Maybe it's Jimmy. And so yeah. he slots him in. I don't fucking know. Look, then you've got Cheekham in the centres as well. I mean, Cheekham, you know, shuffle him to the back row and then you've got yeah, you know, Robert slide straight in the centre. Right, you've convinced me. Tigers by 30. Gotcha. <laughs> I wasn't trying to convince you of anything. <laughs> and I don't know how that could have. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you, yeah, obviously. There you go. How are the Tigers going to go up in uh, Rockhampton? Big Tigers community up there? There's a big Tigers Where community everywhere. <clears throat> Tigers fans are everywhere. Can't escape them, no matter how hard you may try. Look at yes. you two cunts. <laughs> yep, I hear Look, I'm, for you, I'm going to tip the West Tigers to win. Oh, thanks, mate. By 30? No. Okay. It will not be by 30. <laughs> Jay, fucking, Jay, you on the train by 30? Not, not even on their best day. Not even on their best day. It's Come on, Jay. No. Join me. Join me over here. No. Tigers by 30. Say it. Fucking no. say it, cunt. No. <laughs> <laughs> say it. Um, no. No, Sharks to win. Ooh. Oh, yeah. you piece of shit. Heartbreaking for the Tig Pies. This was yeah. one that you needed on on, uh, on Stepdad's Ladder Predictor you two did. weeks ago. You did. You needed this one. This fucking guy. So you'll need it again. We have to act go back to the drawing board and the ladder predictor on Sunday night. The doggies take on the fucking Knights. Fucking toxic, Jay. It's fucking toxic behaviour. <laughs> did you just listen? Did you listen to a podcast or something, Glenn? No, I listened to Jay before we hit record. <laughs> oh. Look, doggies take see, on the Knights. Now, now you're Speaking gaslighting. Speaking of toxic behaviour. <laughs> oh no! You're gaslighting me, Glenn. <laughs> Fucking learn from the best. <laughs> I was trying to think of that quote that, from the Rick, the, the, the newsreader Rick was saying about gaslighting to the to, to the um. Oh, he said he said something, something about I can't I, I can't I can't paraphrase it because I'll just fuck it up. But yeah, it was something about you know. No, maybe it's the crazy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, doggies, take on the night. Speaking of toxic behaviour, the NRL has bestowed this fucking game upon us uh, for Saturday down at Seabus. Uh, the doggies. Okay, so Marshall King is uh, is out of the side for personal reasons. Uh, Sione Katoa has been admitted. So uh, Jackson Topine returns to the side at hooker. Luke Thompson comes back from suspension at prop. Overseer Manor from I benched. Uh, Waddell is back after a calf, calf injury, which pushes Dory and Patolo out of the 17. Avarillo is named to play despite, did he break his hand? I think it was. So I'm not, I'm not sure he'll front up. Uh, Bailey Biondiodo is benched and Kyle Flanagan will play half. Corey Allen replaces Manu on the wing. Look, if we're ever going to do this minute in league, this is the one to do it. Nice. Whoever, whoever's playing. I can bump it out to a good, I can, I can bump it out to a minute 30. Did you hear that the Bulldogs are shopping Luke Thompson? 
not ne- not shopping necessarily, but they understand that he's in demand. They aren't willing to go down a, a longer path uh, contract for him. Jesus. And if he can find, if so, if he can find a suitor, he'll probably be uh, have the blessing to, to to leave. Word on the street is Tigers could be keen. That's the, the word on every street. <laughs> yeah. Every well, time, this, every time a player comes up. <laughs> Um, but this time the word might be this. This time the word might actually result in them picking up a, a handy player instead of yeah. some dude that's like <laughs> fucking well past it. Um, no, they won't have any money after they sign Gutherson and Woods. <laughs> yeah, true. For a you gas, you're gaslighting. For a stop combined it. Two million a season. <laughs> yes, I mean it's only fair for the homecoming of Woodsy. That's oh, it. welcome home, big dog. <laughs> Hashtag 2040. <laughs> <laughs> now, the Newcastle Knights side. Uh, Daniel Saifidi's injured. Tyson Frizzell is suspended. Clemmer starts at prop. Uh, revenge game. And uh, Brody Jones comes into the second row for Frizzell. Um, Momoisia and Chris Randall join the bench. And uh, Momoisia is making his NRL debut. Jira Momoisia. Look, Knights. it doesn't. It doesn't matter who the Knights put on there. Knights are going to win, yeah, by plenty. Yeah, and it's funny to see like the doggies with you know with with uh, both of their hookers out of the side, like they had a fucking first grade hooker anyway. Mm. Yeah, uh, between them. So why don't they just borrow the hooker off Canberra? Canberra's fucking very know. generous. Just donating yeah. fucking players to the dogs. I don't think I don't In think fact, they've got any spare ones. They at could the just run Starling James at hooker. Yeah, <laughs> and he I will don't. be the best option at hooker that the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs have had all year. <laughs> I just, I just had to con- have to confirm that I think Starling is out for the Raiders. I think he, he's injured, so Starling's out for the oh. Raiders. So yeah, they don't, they Ouch. don't have a, a they don't have a uh, hooker to, to spare either. They don't have a um, look, spare. You know, knights, knights by plenty, of course. Yeah. Um, like it was ever in any doubt. Um, the Parramatta Eels take on the Cowboys at Seabus. The Eels side. Aldi and Opacek are dropped with Penasini and Dunster into the lineup in the back line. Because that game Ryan was Madison, all their fault last week. Yeah, like it was it was all their fault. Like I and I mean, it's it's like against the Rabbitohs. I mean, that fucking you know, the left side thing is gonna happen. Yeah. It's not necessarily the issue of the play. It wasn't like they would be massively caught out of position. And remember the most spectacular try in that game conceded was Gutherson thrown off and then Moses <laughs> and then passed the, you know. So, yeah, there were, there were no fucking, there was nobody that escaped criticism from that game. Um, but uh, Madison suspended, so Nukore is named in the back row. Kafusi returns on the interchange and the Cowboys side. Okay, so Felt and Hess have been named despite uh, sustaining injuries last weekend. Uh, Niami is out suspended. Uh, Ruben Cotter, has been on the sideline with a foot injury for ages, but he's uh, coming back in. And uh, Tamalolo is on the reserves list in number 18, along with uh, the Hammer in number 19. So perhaps some troops returning for the Cowboys. Mm. I expect, Surely. I expect Parra to win this game handily, and, and they can thank the West Tigers for destroying the Cowboys' hearts and souls and every part and of surely, their fucking rugby league club. The Eels can... No matter what the Eels do, surely they can get back, not to form, but they can you know get back on the board. If they if they lose to the Cowboys, 
that is officially a team playing to get the coach sacked. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, true. And, 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 and playing to get, you know, knocked out first week of the finals as well. Well, it's going to happen regardless, but and, yeah. yeah. Here's the thing. Parramatta have a a serviceable attack. You know, there, was, there wasn't much wrong with their attack. They've come up against some very good defensive sides who also happen to be extremely good attacking sides over the last little while. I think their attack is, a, is one of the big problems. I mean, saying that after they've conceded 56 points. Is, no, no, no. I'm saying, yeah. I'm saying it's serviceable and that the Cowboys' defense is putrid. Yeah. So I don't think yeah. Parramatta will have enough problems putting points on it. Fair point. The thing is, Mitchell Moses will need to have like more than one fucking touch in the first half. Yeah. Yeah, true. And actually do something and earn his fucking salary. Because old come top over the other side of the field isn't gonna isn't doing the business for them. So and Gutho, he was nowhere like they are the that's it is so mental with these guys because just the involvements of the guys that they would, you know, be presumably spending the majority of their cap on. How does your seven have one touch in forty minutes? That's fucking yeah. criminal. Yeah. It's nuts. Um so yeah, look, I, I'm confident the Eels are going to win. I wouldn't. I'm not even going to say that I'm tipping them without confidence, just because of the sheer nature of you know the low quality opposition they're facing this week, and especially the Cowboys. I mean, when when some of the only things they've got going for them are you know JT and and uh, Tabai Fado, yeah, yeah. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of weaponry there. That's it. The Dragons take on the Roosters. Up there, up on the hill, up on Glenny's Hill. Oh, Toomba. Uh, yeah, the uh, the dragon side. So McCulloch, he's injured. Out for the season, I believe, is he? I mean, you know, for, for what's left of it. Uh, his hooker role is filled by Josh Maguire. DeBellin <laughs> moves to prop. Tarek Sims returns at lock and will captain the side. Kate Ellis was promoted to starting front row. Jared Beal is out. Dufty returns at fullback and uh, Bird to centre. Amoni's named 5-8 with Norman at halfback and Adam Clune dropped to the reserves while Sullivan and Alvaro joined the bench. Yeah. So, uh, Amoni, oh, sorry, so Clune, has he been punished because word on the street is he's going to be signed to the Knights? Because what, I just don't understand what the, what, what are the, the, the methodology into fucking ever naming Corey Norman again. <laughs> I mean, you've told him that he's not, you know, that he's not getting the contract renewal. So maybe yeah. that's it though. Maybe they're looking at, at who they're losing as understudies and just mm. fucking praying that, that he's one of those, I'll show you guys, which I don't think he is. He hasn't been. I mean, he's had, he's been showing people for, he's had like two months to show people. Yeah. Um, um, the Roosters yeah. side, uh, they, they've got uh, letters returns at prop. Uh, Liu moves to lock to replace Victor, Victor Radley. He's suspended again. Ben Thomas replaces White on the bench. Otherwise, we're starting to see a little bit of consistency in the Roosters lineup, especially in the back line. Mm. Um, yeah, from the halves on down. So, look, I mean, it's the Dragons. Look, I think they Roosters, did better than I expected. Should fucking crush them. The, yeah, only, the only way, them. the only difference here is the Roosters are going to win one to twelve, or mm. they're going to win thirteen plus, and I think that comes down to does Freddie uh, Teddy do his fucking crop circles? Yeah, yeah. 
that he's been doing. Fuck, I love that comment. I forget who put that in, but thank you for that. Yeah, um, yeah. Jesus, just fucking hang off the hooker and the the second rowers. Yep. And every time you see their body twist, like the most common sight in a Roosters game used to be Teddy powering up, expecting an offload. It doesn't come, so he does that thing where he slows down once he's past the line and jogs back. Yep. Just yep. do that. Every fucking play. Yep. You know? Yep. And occasionally the offload came and he was gone. Yeah. Setting up a try. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Look, I don't, I don't think the Roosters are going to have any issues beating, beating a, uh, a half-backless and hookers, hookerless dragon side. I mean, they, they they were made to look a lot better than they are by the by the Panthers just on the scoreboard, just through some you know some brilliance from Amoni, you know two moments of brilliance. Yep. From him, um, so yeah, Roosters easily, and the Broncos take on the Warriors at uh, Suncorp Stadium. The Broncos side Milford starts in the halves alongside Albert Kelly. Oh. Uh, Brody Croft is named on the reserves because uh, Kelly allegedly has a uh, knee injury and he may not be past fit. Farnworth returns at centre. Mead drops to interchange. And Willison uh, is out of the squad, uh, ACL. And uh, Bullimore returns on the bench. Warriors side. Jackson Free and Edward Cozzy drop the reserves. With DWZ returning on the wing. And Jermaine Tanoa-Brown listed the start. Bailey Sirenen at lock. Pushes Jazz Tavanga to the bench. Oof. This is an interesting one because the Broncos have most certainly shown more over the last month than they have in two seasons. Yeah. But the Warriors also, we thought that they were you know, the first team to, to check out for the year and they've since put on three straight wins. Yeah. Yeah, true. So, I'm going to go to the Broncos. On Sunday afternoon. Well, you got to back your team right. Um, the the Warriors, shit, me, mate. You know... You're acting like you cared about us at the start of the episode. And look how quickly an hour and seven minutes later. Look at you. Look at the fucking state of you. Uh, Milford and Milford and uh, presumably injured Kelly in the halves or Milford and Croft in the halves doesn't fill me with any degree of confidence for the Broncos generating any sustained attack or pressure. Yeah. So their points are going to come through Payne Haas fucking trucking through offload and <laughs> or, or testing you returning a kick to the house. Did, well, yeah, I, I can't like believe that. the difference. Like, you know, when you remember when JT got his 10 year deal and everyone was so fucking happy for him? Like, at the time, the yeah. Cowboys were a, were a force. They're like, fuck, that's great. That's a foundation piece. You can build a club around him. You've got certainty for 10 years. Imagine the dynasty they'll fucking build mm-hmm. now. It's like, who oh, fuck? Do you see the Broncos are trying to do the same thing with Haas? Yeah. Give him a 10 year deal? Like, yep. Fuck, man. How would he do that? Yeah, a sliding doors moment. I mean, like, yeah. Manly, approached, Manly approached the Broncos in the, in the off-season to try and get Payne Haas, and um, he wanted to come to Manly. And uh, and the Broncos are just like, there's no, under no fucking circumstances whatsoever after losing Dave Fafita. Yeah. Are we ever going to fucking release you, motherfucker? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, like, you, and, and, you know, look, it's going to work out better for him, not in terms of career success, but in terms of the fact that he will secure a Talmalolo ish 10 year deal that'll set him and his family up for, yeah, for good, you know? Exactly. So, I mean, best of luck to him. But, and look, yeah, the, the, the Cowboys deal is, is, it's still going, it's going, fit. I mean, we've had some, there's been some issues this year with, with Peyton, presumably, you know, um, with Tamalolo, they, they you know they were sort of butting heads earlier in the season, and there was you know some speculation and this and that, and he's had his hand injuries. Um, 
but other than that, I mean, the ten year deal's been for him. It's been yeah, you know, his form has been great the whole time. Yep. Yeah, he's been doing his job. Yeah, I mean, the Cowboys side, yeah, losing one of the greatest you know halfbacks ever to play the game is yeah is is a, is a blow. Yeah, and then and then and then then he's then he's a tremendous understudy that also took the grand final, losing him is you know that's a blow as well. But um, you know, franchise aside, yeah, he's the deal's been working for him. You know, he's been he's been doing his part to live up to the deal with the club. I mean, it's just the pieces around him that aren't up to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, if the Broncos overspend on Payne Haas, like I understand that they have to because they're they're that's the that's what they are now. I mean, at the moment, they they have to pay. Honest to get people. I don't think anyone would object to it right now, but no. as as Jay alluded to with the Town Lolo signing, now we're looking at it that it's it's not going to work out for the player. Like the club's happy to have the player for ten years, but is the player happy to beat the club yeah, for ten that's years? Mm. <laughs> yep. Now uh, this game though, you're saying Broncos, are you, Glenn? I'm saying Broncos only because I need the Warriors to lose. Oh, so this is a West Tigers beneficial, uh, wishful thinking thing. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Yeah, look, Milford and Kelly in the halves, or Milford and Croft. That's the two options. That's the thing that stops me because I'm sure that you know Payne Haas is going to and Danny and Danny Levi as the hooker. But there are some key fucking pieces in that Broncos side that are just malfunctioning trash, and as well as Payne Haas plays and you know Jordan Ricky, you know. It, do, it, it kind of doesn't matter if those guys, like Xavier Coates, is he going to get the ball? Yeah. I will no, say it's... that the Warriors, have they've won three games, but for us to expect any sort of consistency out of the Warriors, inconsistency is in their DNA. So they're due a dip. Tigers won three games in a row this year? No. Inconsistency just... is also in our DNA. <laughs> Warriors, four in a row. Unlikely heroes charging to a finals berth. There's a fucking extra of something in the Tigers' DNA. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, mailbag time. So let's go open up the mailbag for the weekend. It's uh, all solid. Okay. Chris says, should the St. George Illawarra Dragons be shot into the sun? Yes. Yes. Glenn's, Glenn's always going to agree. I mean, he's been on and take crusading their, against the Dragons their, and their fan base. Take the fucking year. fan base with him. Yep. Yep. Uh, Toto says, with the finals almost certain to be in Queensland, does the latter position really matter for the top eight? Yes, the top four get to double dip, but there is no home ground advantage. I feel like there's like a bubble, there's, there's a bubble advantage, like we were speaking about when we were talking about the the, the eels and their problems at the moment. Mm. The storm love the fucking bubble, and they've been extremely successful in Queensland. Like it's like twenty five or so games in a row they've won up in in Queensland. Manly love the bubble, and they go all right in Queensland as well. I'm sure there are some teams that you know love it less, but uh, yeah, eels being the number one example, but. I feel like the Storm are the closest team to having something like home ground advantage in the finals, even if played out of Queensland. Yeah, I, I, I think with the disparity in quality between, as we've spoken about a number of times, between those, those top few sides and the rest, yeah. um, I, I think those top sides, are, you could 
you could play them on a fucking goat track with no one around yeah. and, and they're still yeah. going to do what they do. So, uh, Lando said, here's my question. I'm looking at the Dragons team for Saturday. Is Hook on drugs? Does Smooth Corey have photos of him fucking a goat? Is Moose Maguire the goat in question? If they made a Tales of Ta- Tiger Town style documentary, would it look like satire? The bizarre thing about this season is that we sat in the eight for most of it. How the fuck am I to reconcile what seems to be an actual improvement over the last couple of seasons with the clusterfuck this season has been as a whole? From losing our captain and best player to the Sharks and knee injury, to the talk about signing Falao to Barbecue Gate, why does this thing I love continue to hurt me? I've got no answers for you. That's an interesting point that, you know, with everything, you know, that has gone on at the Dragons off the field especially, but um, that there could be a case made that this has been an improvement on previous years (laughs) and they've spent, you know, a large portion of the season in the eight. Um, Having said that, though, I mean, if the Warriors and Tigers can jag wins this week, Mm. And the dragons lose it like as we expect them, expect yeah. them to. I mean, they'll finish the round in thirteenth. Yeah, exactly. So it's one thing, Such it's one thing to spend a season in the eight, seven yeah. to thirteen type positioning on the ladder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Serves your life being a dragons fan. Um, Graham says, with Ivan Cleary moving Crichton around this late in the season, is he shitting the bed again? As a Panthers fan, it feels like the May to centre debacle all over again. Um. No, I don't think he's shitting the bed because I, I, I think he, and again, I don't think he shat the bed last year. I think he was worried, you know, I, and, and then there's, it's still unclear how much people knew about the Naden situation on yeah. grand final, on grand final yeah. day. Um, you know, he may have had a premonition or, or an actual fucking understanding of what had gone on there, but I think that our weak point in that team um, is handling. And I think that, you know, to, to have the strengths we have across the park, you know, you, you can't be world-class everywhere. And so I think fullback and and the one winger spot is a concern, you know, considering if, if, if Biz is in the team. Uh, but... But I'm not, I'm not sure it's him shitting the bed. I, I just think he's trying to, to move a couple of pieces and, and see what develops. Yep. I don't think he's a weak part, you know, overall. Uh, ben said, Cam Smith being the ambassador for King's Camping Gear, going from a sewer of an NRL club to the Aldi version of Camping Gear. <laughs> well... <sighs> I don't own any Adventure Kings products, I'm, uh, but I don't. I, I, I'm not happy to say it, or unhappy to say it. I just mm. I don't fucking. I don't. I thought, shit. I, I thought Kings was the. Everyone seems to have Kings on all their tricked out fucking full drives. Certainly Toowoomba. Oh, it's because yeah. I mean, I mean, because you can get the you know like a, the hundred dollar awning off the yeah. roof rack. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the most affordable awning in the game. Yeah. <laughs> Is it shit though? I think. I think it's. A hundred, I think for a hundred bucks, I think it's a, it's it's fine. I mean, I know I know people that buy every four wheel drive fucking gadget under yeah. the sun and attachment under the sun, and they'll throw Adventure Kings awnings on their okay. on their trucks. So I guess it, you know, well, 
they're okay. I mean, would I buy a Jenny from them? Probably not. What's a Jenny? Generator. Fuck camping people are weird. Just say generator. You say Jenny and it's like fucking like half the syllables, mate. <laughs> you fucking aristocrat with your fucking powered sites and shit. Yeah, they're called hotels. <laughs> hotels, exactly, exactly. This cut, this cut, this cut. Saying this shit, saying this shit, like he doesn't go down to fucking camp. He's, he's got <laughs> the same fucking, places that I've been. Look at that fifty-level powered site. Oh. <laughs> Bet they've got one of those fancy water take the shit away rooms. He's saying that like he hasn't been down to fucking Gordon Country more than I have. Fucking oath, man! I take my kid out there and teach him some hardships. Shitting, shitting down a fucking long drop. That's it. <laughs> yeah. See, this is fun. See this rope swing on this tree that looks like it was tied in 1975. It's fun. Fearing for your fucking life is fun. <laughs> <laughs> um. Shane said, as a Warriors fan, I don't get all the hype for SJ coming back. He's great in contract years, but apart from that, he's under-delivered pretty consistently or pretty constantly across his whole career. Am I missing something? Nope. No, no, I don't think so. No. And I mean, this year was a contract assessment. year. This, is a con- this year was a contract year too, and he didn't do a lot, to Look, be honest. More, more than any other sport, rugby league falls victim to, to attributing parts of success to individual players, right? And it's fucking done. Do you see the the reports that the re, you know one of the reasons that that South didn't make a play to keep Reynolds was because Cody Walker is up for renewal and he's yeah. going to need a massive bump, you know, because he's not the sort of guy to say, oh look, I know I'm on a contract, but I want more money right now, so mm. pay me or I'm leaving. Um, but he's got a payday coming to him, and. Anyone that knows anything about the game or has watched anything to do with the game understands that Cody Walker is only able to be Cody Walker because Adam Reynolds is in that team. Mm. Yeah. You know, so so yes, Cody Walker on his current form is worth much more money. But that current form is due to a large part to Adam Reynolds. You know, so um, look, yes. I, I don't want to say that SJ himself is not worth anything. You know, obviously, um, almost as injury prone as Adam Reynolds, but he's he's probably only a disappointment because he's going back to a team that doesn't have a solid partner for him. You know, we've spoken about it so many fucking times. You you need the creative running, you know, um, excitement machine half. And you also need the patient, stoic game management with game manager with the excellent excellent kicking game. He's just never had the opportunity to play with his version of Adam Reynolds. And I think, given 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 what what he could do, you know, before he started snapping everything every time he ran, um, can you imagine him next to a, a Reynolds esque player or a Cleary? Mm. He would have been fucking amazing. Yeah. Like Cody Walker would have come along and been the oh he's the next Sean Johnson, you know. Um, but yeah, you know, suck my dick from the back, Warriors. You've done it now. 
you get what yep. you get and you don't get upset. Remember when he remember when he left the remember when he left the Warriors in, um, initially and we were like, oh great, finally. Yeah. He gets a chance to show, you know, what he's what he's truly about now in a team that's, you know, not gonna be a, a, a fucking shambles like the Warriors well, traditionally if, yeah. are. If you remember, our thing was always, you know, imagine if he'd played under a Bellamy or a Bennett. Yeah, yeah. You know, but um, what, what did he Bennett. get? You got fucking John Morris, Morris and Hannah. sacked and then Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> close. How far close. off were we? What fucking oracles were. <laughs> yeah, Simon said, uh, "Warriors suck balls. Sucks balls here. Warriors should get all home games in New Zealand next season, and and all their salary sombreros should be fifteen percent higher to make up for the the great sacrifice made in order to keep the league alive. And finally, we will see that with RTS gone and three straight wins, that no check is life. Cheers." <laughs> No, no, no! A hundred times no. That's it. Thank you, thank you for your sacrifices. But um, those ideas suck balls. Those ideas suck balls, and uh, and every every team this yeah. year, every has every been, school has that has weird spent time kid, away. Weird kid that lives too far away, mm. like, like in Christchurch. <laughs> well, no, like you know, if every school's got like you know, the kids might live you know ten, fifteen, twenty minutes away, and then there's one kid that that has to come an hour. Yep. That's news. That's the Warriors, right? Why Why are we doing fucking exams at that kid's house? Fuck off. <laughs> exams are at school. <laughs> Shut your fucking mouth. Um, Gabe said there's two possibilities. One, Tigers have kept Umbai handcuffed talent-wise and being set free at the Dragons next year will unleash the raw premiership-winning talent the Dragons have needed. Or two, I spent 2022 making connections between Mars bars and Mumbai. Mumbars? Mm. <laughs> Mumbai is the noise that you're going to make just right as the colour drains out of you because you realise that you tighten the belt too, too tight. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ouch. And you see his re- his reasons for, you know, leaving were like, look, I'm, you know, yeah. I'm a burden on Madge at the moment. I, I want yeah. him to be able to coach the side without the burden of, of my contract that was negotiated prior to his arrival. Fuck. That's a very that's a very noble way of saying that I'm overpaid trash. Yeah. Yep. But, you know, there are players Look, who cash I, that check. I don't... Um, I don't have an issue with him, boy. I think he's actually a genuinely good dude. Um, and, look, he's... He's copped a lot of heat for being on big money, but I don't understand what he was supposed to do about that. Yeah, that's it. Was he supposed to give two hundred k a year back to the club? <laughs> I don't understand. But again, it's that Tigers thing. It's the James Tamau effect. Yeah, Embi is a fantastic first grader within yeah. certain parameters, and though those are probably as a fourteen, because he didn't and- really have a position at the Dogs either. No. You well, know, he was in the halves. It was him and Reynolds. But he played. He played a lot of one as well at the Dogs. Yeah, because you had Hodkinson there as well at the mm. time. Yeah, yeah, true. <clears throat> yeah, I think he's just too versatile. I mean, he was never good enough to be the number one pick at, at a position necessarily, but he was good enough to play a lot of positions and, yeah. and therefore found his found a home in first in the first grade side. True. But uh, and look, I, I don't know. I don't know if he's the answer for the the Dragons either. You know, Hook's gone down, you know, 
memory lane and wind up all these old dudes when there seems to be like a, a lot of you know great young dudes there at the Dragons that he's uh, letting go. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan said, if you do an episode on Tiger Town, uh, please don't brush over the beginning of episode two where the old boys are in the pub and Robbie is just blatantly white ending Madge to them. <laughs> I actually need to. I, I actually need to. Um, I need to go and look back at that again because uh, I, I don't recall that. But yeah. <laughs> um, oh, here we go. Michael, coming to you, real dad. Is real dad kidding himself? What is a bigger joke? Tales from Tiger Town or Tigers fans genuinely believing they're still in for a shot at finals? The greatest thing about the ninth meme is that Tigers fans still don't realise that coming ninth is a massive overachievement for Wests. The fact they've avoided the spoon should be cause for celebration, yet they all still cling on his delusion that they're a tier three team. Are all Tigers fans masochists? Hilarious. This fucking guy. Wow. Talks a lot of shit. Talks a lot of truth. (laughs) What a fucking surprise. You agree with him. Uh, Look... We've fucking we've gone through Jay's genius on the uh, the NRL ladder predictor, and uh, Tigers finished fucking seventh. I don't know what you're talking about. If you want to argue with proper technology, you want to argue with science itself. Yeah, exactly. Yes, we are masochists, one hundred percent. But that doesn't mean that we're no chance of making the finals. Yes, does it look like increasingly week on week that we're gearing up to finish ninth again? Yes, yes, it looks exactly like that. But fucking telling me that I'm wrong for believing and knowing based on the science of the ladder predictor that we can make the finals. You, sir, need to have a fucking look at yourself. Jesus Christ. It sounds, Bruce. When you say that word, it sounds yeah. like when Frank Winterstein's wife says science. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Bruce says I'm not sure it was discussed in July but there was an audio clip of Ricky post-match dressing sheds rage doing the rounds of WhatsApp did you hear it was it legit this year and discuss if such rants can work or means he is cooked as a coach I remember hearing a Ricky rant but I don't think it was in July wasn't it like was it last year or I remember one going around and I don't know if it's the same one I I didn't hear a new one in July this year so fucking hit me. if if you got it, send it over, chuck it in the Facebook group, whatever. Um, I am keen. Email it to us, uh, whatever. But uh, yeah, I remember hearing one, but I feel like it was a while ago. Like it was like easily last year. If we've learned anything from Tiger Town, it's that expletive laden rants from a coach can definitely, most certainly, get the same performance out of the players that led you to give them an expletive laden rant. <laughs> oh. Aaron, seriously, how soft is Andrew Fafita? Don't get me wrong, I know how he feels. Just last week we had a Mr. Whippy ice cream van drive down our street for the first time in about 15 years. I had to run down the street to stop him. I too was doubled over. I couldn't breathe. I even had a little spew. Lucky for me, I was only about 30 metres from my front door. Did I whinge? No. Did I call an ambulance? No. When I eventually made it home, I just sat down and ate my double cone chocolate dipped in sprinkles ice cream like a man. He's going to use being unfit as an excuse for medical retirement so he still gets paid for doing nothing. He can then enjoy his true loves of visiting his friends in prison and abusing junior grade referees. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Uh, It's that that sort of shit that uh, that, we expect from uh, past winners of the... uh, 
the MVC Most Valuable Contributor Award. Indeed. And finally, Dan says, uh, is the Knights fleeting mediocre, very short-term success over now that we are losing all our players? Mm. Well, look, even in air quotes, I am loath to classify what the Knights have done over the last couple of seasons as success. I mean, that it, it's success to a fan base that's been absolutely cucked by consecutive spoons. Sure. Is it better than spoons? Yeah, definitely. I'm going to talk seriously to the Knights fans for a second. Um, I need you all to think back about the attitude you had when you were getting pummeled every week. And it was the last time that you got legitimate credit on this show because yep. we did nothing but sing your fucking praises for how you turned up en masse every week, you know, essentially knowing the outcome of the games, but still fucking turned up and cheered every fucking, you know, Ross Dog, you know, old man try and, and every success that club had. Go a bit easy on your team this year. You haven't had any fucking continuity. You've had massive injuries to your entire fucking spine at varying stages, for the most part, all together. You've got, you know, some some guys who have picked up the representative torch in your forward pack. Um, you know, yeah, you, you don't have, you know, you, you're not a contender this year, but you're much fucking closer than you have been. So, eyes up. Knights fans are just Illawarra fans that drove up the M1 with their surfboards on their fucking roof racks in search of a better life and never actually found it. They deserve everything they fucking get. <laughs> and on that note, that's full time for episode 426. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us in many ways. Go to thisweekinleague.com forward slash links. And uh, you'll get links to our social media communities and much more. If you'd like to support the show, consider joining our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Twill Nation. Uh, you can also drop us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Just tell a friend. Um, I haven't dipped into the tipping for a couple of weeks now, so I thought I would today. And we have a logjam three-way tie at the top with Sunback, Barrett's Belmore, and uh, Chev Mate. And then we go back to make up the minor placings with Drew's drop kicks. How about the tip? Gleeso78, Ben Diggity, Warmess, and Mitch Rich, Wayne S. So uh, still going strong. And uh, I have not even fucking logged into the site. The reason why you haven't heard about tips the last couple of weeks is because I just forgot to even log into the site. So I haven't entered tips in for weeks either, but... Uh, <laughs> It's one way to it's one way to celebrate like you know creamy me- mediocrity. Is don't put don't put don't put your tips in. You get awarded the you get awarded the away teams, and you usually get about half the games right. <laughs> so, <laughs> there are people that were actually trying that were getting less at times. Um, that's it for that's it for this episode. Um, do you fellas have anything else that you would like to add before we sign off for the week? No, I think we've said enough, Nathan. Well, that's remarkably placid of you. Give it, give Plenty? another shout out to you know everyone living in lockdown. Um, yes, that's it's fucking rough. Um, yeah, Victoria the, back down is strict, and even our Kiwi fellas. That's it. Copping it mm. as of today. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, there's nothing we're going to say or do to make it all better. And any, anything we say to you from our position of fucking, oh my God, we have to wear masks outside is condescending as fuck. But um, yeah, you know, keep at it. You know, find your find your why, be it to to stay tough for your family or or you know for yourself or for for friends or, or whatever it is. But um, yeah, keep keep going. The end's not far away. Did you watch Tiger Town this week? No. Okay. No, I didn't. We're about to record our game companion for Tiger Town. And let me just say that there were some things that you said just then that were verbatim what Madge said at halftime of a game to the Tigers. <laughs> I'm not fucking lying really? either. Yeah, that whole find your why thing. It was, I don't remember which game it was, but they were leading after halftime. They were leading at halftime. It might have been the Panthers game, actually. Oh, fucking hell. And he's like, and, and, and he's, he encouraged them to get into little groups and, and to find their why. The, the, they would go out for the next 40 minutes and, and replicate what they did in the first 40 minutes. And, yeah, and, wow. Yeah, so. So, <laughs> so, so I just find that that's, that's uh, very interesting. You got a little bit of magic in you. Hasn't he what? Doesn't everyone. <laughs> everyone should have. Man's a fucking god. You know, I don't know if he's a god, but he seems a like god. a he seems like a good guy that sal- saddled with a, a tough fucking job. Um, <laughs> and, and one of these guys that has KPIs attached to his job that's reliant on the performance of just cunts. <laughs> <laughs> and ultimately he'll lose his job and it will be their fault. On that note, we'll uh, talk to you guys on Sunday. Later. See ya. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.